Hey guys, welcome back to Jam Tackles. If you're new to the pod, this series is called How to Be Brave. And the concept behind this is that I feel that there are so many things that we go through in life that although we know we're not the only ones experiencing it, while we're in the moment, it can almost feel impossible to brave through at times. And the situations could be big or small, from heartbreaks to losses, or even pivoting into a new career path, or going into paths unknown. And I know firsthand that the unknown can feel so scary sometimes. I wanted to interview some people that I admire for braving through some of their personal situations. And hopefully these stories can bring someone comfort or inspire those who may be going through something similar in their life and may feel that they don't have the courage to brave through whatever challenges they may be going through in the moment. So today I have my good friend Charlie with me. He is someone that I admire because he is super cool, but also he is someone who was brave enough to pivot careers and go in a totally opposite direction. And I know most people can relate to the feeling of wanting to change careers, but there's a lot of reasons why people have a hard time making that jump. People are afraid of starting over, Um, They worry about income stability and all of the other what-ifs that could fill the entire universe that could paralyze a person with fear causing them to stay in the same place for all of eternity. (laughs) But Charlie didn't let that get to him. So Charlie, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so tell me about your career path. How did you decide, like, I want to be a graphic designer? Oh, um, well, I always knew growing up that I was stronger on my creative side yeah. of thinking. Uh, I was always drawing in class. I was always, like, secretly doing little, like, claymation things on my free time. <laughs> when I wasn't in school or doing homework and I just knew that you know I needed to express myself creatively mm-hmm. and and just meeting other people let me know that I can I don't have to be a nurse to make money I I could be a graphic designer and have that same income right and you say a nurse because those of you that don't know Charlie your eth- um your um ethnicity is your Filipino and being a nurse is a very prominent uh, career in that um, culture or (laughs) right in that population. So, yes. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, my parents, they are, they're caring people and they know that like me being a caring person also, I can turn that into a career, but you know, just, I didn't have the passion for it that they wanted me to have. So, you know, pursue the creative side instead right so the and again so the reason why I brought Charlie on here because he did something that a lot of us don't have the courage to do right because we're just stressing about all of the what-ifs from jumping and leaving um you know the gamble of leaving a stable paycheck right so Charlie you pivoted careers because your family owns a restaurant it's uh Ninong's Cafe yeah, and that means... Godfather in Tagalog. Yeah. And Tagalog is the Filipino native tongue. Yeah, so I remember a few years ago, Charlie and I, we've been friends for um, a lot of years, but um, I remember when the restaurant was 
knew it was a baby, Charlie, I remember him telling me that he had such a passion for cooking. But at that time, he was working full-time at his graphic design job. And on his free time, he would help with the family business. And there was a point where I remember you made the shift and decided, you know what, I'm going to jump ship. This The graphic design is just not bringing me joy but and because I'm always thinking about the restaurant and that's what brings me so much joy. I get to be creative with the food and I just love creating and making food, right? And you made yes. most of the, you have such a creative um, role in the, the things that are on the menu now. Yes, it's um, Kissa, my wife, who mm-hmm. is a co-owner. She, thankfully, she gave me just, free reigns on the menu. Mm-hmm. My only restrictions was it still had to be Filipino mm-hmm. in some way. And like me growing up, being born in the Philippines, but growing up in America gave me this like unique look on our on the Filipino culinary scene. So I wanted to cook with Filipino flavors, mm-hmm. but using Western techniques. And that might just sound like pretty basic now, but way back in like 2010, this like fusion of Filipino foods is was like a new thing. And that's kind of what we built our reputation on is using Filipino flavors, but making it approachable to Westerners, American people, and also familiar for people just like me, right? who are second generation Filipinos. I don't know if this is coincidence, but I kind of feel like you, the, your restaurant and your, um, you kind of, like, you kind of were the, I don't know, the innovators, I don't know, I'm sure the, the vegetable, the, this ube potato has always been around for a long time, and a lot, you know, the, everyone uses it, but I feel like your, your restaurant in the Valley in Northridge, California, if you guys are, listening and you guys um, are in the area please check it out it's so amazing like your restaurant is known for this delicious uh potato called ube and it could be savory or sweet but it's used a lot in desserts right and you kind of just gave it a new life putting it in different things that a lot of us weren't um used to but i think every it's it boomed the flavor like boom. like i feel um, like you you there ube is everywhere Right. Yeah. Um, When we, okay, the thing that really launched our restaurant into the public eye was the fact that we made ube pancakes. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have been living underneath the rock, ube is a purple yam. Mm -hmm. And it's got this beautiful, like royal purple color. Mm -hmm. And it's all natural. That's what it looks like when you cut open the purple yam. And um, yeah, we decided to make an ube pancake before an ube pancake was a thing Mm -hmm. and that striking color was you know just weird enough to get people in the door and like interested in it to give it a try you know and making it approachable as a pancake didn't like scare non-filipinos or people that weren't familiar with ube Mm -hmm. at the time didn't scare them too much it's just like that little like introduction into filipino flavors yeah i mean we'll definitely get more into the restaurant and what they provide because everyone should know about it it is amazing it is so delicious you're missing out if you haven't tried it so please do so we get, <laughs> we'll give you guys all the information at the end of, at the end of this pod but i wanted to go back to you at how did 
do you plan for your exit um, from your stable job before you decided to work full-time at Ningnong's? Was there ever a backup plan? There was, there, yeah, I, you know, I always have a contingency plan when, before I make a decision to move forward in anything, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like rock solid. I decided to go freelance with my graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, I was such a baby back then because I didn't know how much time running a restaurant would actually take from me. So that, that plan didn't pan out. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't pursuing any uh, freelance projects, and I just decided that any free time I have, I'm gonna invest into this restaurant because I really want to make it work. Mm-hmm. I felt at the time um, there was just a huge opportunity to not only share my creativity in food, but also to share Filipino culture because we were in a unique place where people were just finding out about Filipino food um, beforehand. People only knew lumpia pancit, mm-hmm. and then. Now suddenly they're finding out about chicken adobo, mm-hmm. and then all of our breakfast stuff. So that was a a time that made me decide, like you know, what, we have something here, and I'm gonna put whatever contingency plan I have aside, mm-hmm. and use that use that time and that energy into really growing the business. Because also I get I get to spend all day with my wife, and that I just love that part. Aww, they're the best couple, by the way. Okay, they're like couple goals. But did you guys ever, did you actually wrestle with your internal thoughts or fears about leaving your stable job? Or you, once you made the decision, you were confident and you just pulled the trigger? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like most people, you know, you, you get comfortable when you know that money will be deposited into your account or you'll get a paycheck every two weeks or every week, what have you. Mm-hmm. But the hustle is different when you know that it doesn't matter how much work you put into this business, sometimes it's just not going to produce. Like you could work 80 hours a week and then make $10 one week. But on the flip side, you could be on vacation mm-hmm. and then your notifications are going off like crazy. And you're like, yo, where are all these sales coming from? And it's like that legwork that you put in previously mm-hmm. kind of like makes up for it. it. It's not always instant, but it's, it's there. And I didn't see that leaving my full-time job because, you know, I wanted to know when I would eat again, like that (laughs) next paycheck needed to know. And I needed to know the balance of my account by the end of that month. And I needed to rely on that because we had a house, we just bought a house Mm -hmm. and paying the mortgage was scary when you don't have, when you're not guaranteed that money. Right. So looking back, how do you feel about your decision? Oh, I would, I would do it in a heartbeat. It wouldn't be nearly as difficult to make that de- that decision because I might not be making the same amount of money, but I am living a comfortable life, and my quality of life is worlds worlds better than when I was doing the full time thing. And I just had to realize that you know how much of my time am I selling myself to for this corporation that mm-hmm. I'm helping create wealth. And it, it it's really dumb, but it, I broke it down to, oh, I really like this new iPhone and it costs $800. Mm-hmm. And then hourly, how many hours of my life am I investing into this company to buy this phone? And then it made sense to me and I was like, okay, so I'm worth 
X amount of dollars to this company and they treat me like trash and mm-hmm. their clientele treats me like trash or like uh, that's going a little bit too far. They're, they treat <laughs> me like a tool, you know, <laughs> there's, I had loyalty for that corporation, but right. they had no loyalty for me as an employee because right. when things get bad, they'll just drop me like a hot sack of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I'm investing that time into myself and my quality of life is better and I'm not stressing about these crazy deadlines all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of in contact with this realtor that has been ghosting me for the last week and a half, um, it made more sense to to really step back from that dollar sign and realize what my self-worth was. Mm-hmm. And that is what helped me decide enough is enough. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a statistic to this corporation, but I'm a human being and a person to myself. So instead of working for them, I'm going to work for me. Right. And it's almost like, I like that you said that because it's almost, I think a lot of us are uh, chained to the corporate, uh, paychecks right because it's consistent and it's safe but yes we are sacrificing a lot like most of us are sacrificing you know the stress that is not ours it's we're we're stressing and trying to build and make another company better right and yes we're dealing Mm -hmm. with most of us could say like the clients that we're dealing with are not the best and all of it we're working so hard to build something for someone else right so the the positive about that is like we're getting a consistent paycheck but we are getting nothing in return like there is no nothing fuels our heart and our passion right but right if you go and pursue your things that make you happy that could be that could feel like a gamble like your passion for your restaurant the give and take is like in That's the right. beginning, your paycheck wasn't as much as your consistent paycheck from the corporate job, but you're gaining so much more yeah. because you're putting, you're working hard, but all of, all of your energy, it makes you happy, right? Yes. Yeah. And like, I don't want to like crap on anybody that's like, I love, I love my corporate job. Like mm-hmm. this nine to five thing is for me. That's yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, I love that. If if that's your passion, go for it. But for me personally, it was just, you know, I'm I'm putting in these hours, but I do love what I'm doing. And I, I'm one of the people that don't believe in if you if you find out what your passion is and you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. That's like in my mind, that's BS because I do love to cook, but this is still a job. Like, like you it work still your feels ass like a off. job. And it's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's like when it's client facing, just like my last job, it's still it still hurts when you talk to other people and then they, you know, they they kind of talk down to you or tell mm-hmm. you what you should do, what you should be doing, or you get that bad Yelp review and it's like, yo, I'm a person. Right. <laughs> There's negative and positives, positive to both, but at the very least, when you're pursuing what. you know something that makes you happy like the payoff is a lot more right like there's your mental wellness is you know in a better Mm -hmm. space because you know it's of course every job has its stressors but um Mm -hmm. some some things are worth more than others right and I was reading a book um it was called I think take control of your life by Mel Robbins and she was saying something like you know a lot of people um they're afraid to move away from their job that that they're unhappy in in the moment because one of the because they're afraid of leaving the steady paycheck but also they're afraid of making a move because they're thinking I need to find the my passion my, my the job that brings me passion right because that's yes. like they think it's an end 
location where it's more so people that say they love their job, they love it because it brings them energy to get up to go to that job, mm-hmm. whatever it could be. It could be gardening. It could be like a coffee shop. Whatever it is, yeah. they, it brings them this, a different type of energy that it's different from waking up to a corporate job that is, has, brings them no type of feeling whatsoever. So for you, even though right. your job is so, can be stressful at times, it fuels you. It brings you joy. To, yes. It gives you energy when you start your Monday because you enjoy it. It brings brings you happiness you know yes absolutely yeah so um how soon would you have the old you if you're talking to the old charlie would you have told him to bounce from that nine to five sooner than later or would you have done anything different yes i would look at young charlie with that beautiful full head of hair and say (laughs) bro the stress is not worth it trust me and like four or five years into this job you're gonna start seeing that mess thinning out and you're gonna be unhappy (laughs) all jokes aside i i would tell myself look save some put some money aside don't blow your money on like materialistic things like at the time i was really into modifying my car right Mm -hmm. and then you know that is a not an appreciating asset. So I, I blew a lot of money into my car just because I wanted it at the time when now as an older Charlie, I would have been like, I could have had that as savings. I could have bought this equipment that would let me expand into catering on site. And then now I could be able to afford to modify my car or something. But <laughs> that that's probably the the main piece of advice I would give myself because I wouldn't necessarily rush young charlie into leaving that job because he needed to learn for himself like Mm. you're investing in yourself you're not investing into a dollar sign and it took a long time for me to realize that you know that paper money it's just an imaginary value that some super smart economists say it's worth x amount is worth this item that you want to buy and i needed to learn that Because if I had just jumped ship and be like, yo, all right, I'm going to leave this job. I'm going to go do cooking. I'm going to run this restaurant. I wouldn't have learned the value of myself and how that translates into wealth in the long run. Right. So then what advice would you give someone else who is wanting to pivot careers, but they're scared? Um, The type of person I am is I kind of, dip my foot into something new before like diving in entirely. I want to know, I want to have a plan and I want to know that if I do fail, there is a, like a contingency, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but once I, I put myself into that project full time, I just kind of, it was just a feeling. And I feel like I would only know that if I hadn't already, like struggled with myself with a nine to five and leaving that to pursue this um, like entrepreneur journey. Mm-hmm. Um, the advice that I would give in the same position as me and if you're a person just like me is give yourself time. Like I'm, I'm very deep into my faith and I prayed about it all the time. I prayed about signs. I prayed about um, 
people that are in my life that would constantly encourage me to do it. And the people, I pray for people that were in my life that were worried about, you know, bro, you just bought a house. You are new in your marriage. Um, people say that uh, husbands and wives that work together don't last long. They end up getting a divorce. And, you know, you need those people in your life, too, to bring balance. And that helped me make the decision for myself. So just give yourself time, weigh out all your options, and, you know, just go into it with confidence and just feel your way through it. Just trust in yourself. Yeah, sometimes you just got to bank and gamble on yourself. Yeah. And sometimes it takes tragedy. Like, um, I know that, well, I still keep in touch with my old coworkers Mm -hmm. and half of them don't work for that company anymore because when this economy went south, they had nothing to fall back on Mm -hmm. because nobody was hiring in that field. And the companies that were hiring, everybody was laid off from their last job, were also applying for it. And um, me deciding to leave already ahead of time, and now I'm working for myself, I still have an income coming in. It might not be the same that I had before this pandemic hit, but I do have money still coming in um, versus, you know, my my old coworkers who are now struggling and like they, they don't know what to do. They're like running around with a, with a, like a chicken with a head cut off and they don't, they don't know where their yeah. finish line is. They're just kind of just running. Right. Well, I'm glad you made the gamble on yourself because you are so talented. You definitely have the gift for food. Um, Charlie, you have a YouTube channel as well that you just started, which I'm so excited about because that is your calling. Cooking is your calling. Charlie has this ability to just whip up things with just random ingredients and making it so delightful. But his instructions are so doable. They're not intimidating instructions, you know? And that's what I like about it. And all of the things that he's cooked, I've tried, and they're amazing. Oh, thank you, Janice. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank so you. Yeah. Um, where can they find ahead, your YouTube? Um, on YouTube, my channel name is Charlie's Cookline. And mm-hmm. it's a brand new channel. And... If you watch any of my videos, you'll know that I am not comfortable in front of a camera quite yet. Um, There's a lot of editing and oopsies going on in the background, but because of the magic of editing, I can cut that stuff out so I can create like an instructional that's not, not confusing for most people. And I didn't, I don't have a, like a culinary degree. Mm -hmm. I have a graphic design degree, but I did grow up cooking for my brothers and watching a lot of Food Network, a lot of PBS, Martin Yang, Yang can cook. That was my guy when I was growing up. (laughs) No, it's definitely, that is your niche. And I think that you were so, so right for following your passion. Um, And also, please give us information about your family restaurant. What you got, can you please remind us what you guys specialize in and where we could find your information, um, in Northridge, how we can locate you and how we can order online or Uber Eats your stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Starting with the restaurant, we are Ninong's Pastries and Cafe. Our website is ninongscafe.com. Ninong's is spelled 
N I N O N G S. Um, you can find us on Instagram, same handle at Ninong's Cafe. That's one word. And yeah, on our Instagram, we have this like uh, technology where you can just tap on the photo and it'll take you straight to our store, online store to purchase whatever's on that photo, or you can go to browse and just see all of our yummy pastries online. Yes, if you guys have not, if you guys love ube, this is going to be your heaven. If you have not tried ube, please do yourself a favor and try it. Everything that they make is so good. It is. Yeah, it's, thank you. It's so good. And I'm not just trying to like gas you up. It's freaking delicious. Thanks, Janice. Oh, I also want to uh, plug really quick. We have been working on a product for going on three years now. And it is uh, ube pancake mix that you can make at home. All you have to do is add water. It's so strange because we released it. And then a week and a half later, the Trader Joe, um, Trader Joe's ube pancake mix came out also. Oh, but theirs requires some extra ingredients. Like you got to add butter, you got to add egg or whatever. But we have been working with a company that can develop our pancake mix that you just add water, whisk it up, throw it into a frying pan, and you've got our delicious ube pancakes. And it's the same mix that we use in store. You know, I've seen people um, post on, um, on Instagram using that pancake mix, using making other things out of the pancake mix. Like waffles yes. cupcakes brownies right yeah and i we even had somebody tag us in a photo and they made ube pancakes cereal which is so incredible and so freaking creative i'm so jealous like i wasn't the one that came up with that <laughs> but yeah. yeah they used our ube pancake mix and made pan- freaking ube pancake cereal it's which awesome. i think is a thing now right like the trend the tiktok trend of making little baby pancakes and putting in a bowl and eating it like cereal yeah yeah that's cool i, I don't have tiktok so <laughs> i just go by what my employees tell me they my employees are like a whole generation younger than me so they look at me as like kuya boomer the the and young sprouts keeping us young yeah but <laughs> they teach me all the vernacular these young my fellow kids Keep me young. Okay. Well, thank you, Charlie, for um, coming on and talking about your experience. I hope, I'm sure that it's going to help someone listening out there who is on the edge of trying to decide whether or not to make that jump or not. Because I, I will say I've been there before and, you know, the struggle is real. But at some point, there yeah. is some, you hit a threshold where enough is enough and you, you gamble and you bank on yourself because that's just there's no other way at that point because you hit your bottom of being you're done being stressed out for someone else right yes and just remember you are worth it you're You're worth worth that gamble that's right well thank you again thank you everyone for tuning in um till the next issue or topic i tackle i'm your host janice lee